Hi, I am Jennifer Purcell, and welcome to my podcast, Living with an Invisible Learning Challenge, where we will discuss, discover, and learn more about the challenges and triumphs of those with NLD and other learning challenges. I do have a website for this podcast, and it is called livingwithnld.com. I also have a Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter account for the podcast. They are all under the same name, which is Living with NLD. I also have a YouTube channel for the podcast, which can be found by Googling the title of the podcast, which is Living with an Invisible Learning Challenge. I would like to tell you about a nonprofit that I use for my research for this podcast. It is called the NBLD Project, and I use their blog for my research. They are a nonprofit that is based in New York and is trying to get NVLD back on the DSM, and they provide many resources for people with NVLD on their website. I'll provide you with the website for them in the podcast description. All proceeds from the ads on this podcast will be donated towards the NVLD project. Please feel free to explore the other topics on the podcast, and hopefully you will learn something new from them. I hope you enjoyed today's episodes. Okay, so today's episode will be the last part of my interview with Greg, who has NLD and is from the East Coast. And also, I would like for you to donate to my fundraiser for the NVLD project. It is a fundraiser for my birthday and the goal is $500. So far, $100 have been donated and I also have a fundraiser going on for Ukraine to help with the invasion over there, which I find quite devastating. And something I want you to remember is that if you live in the United States, or at least not in Ukraine, you can walk away from what is happening in Ukraine. But if you live in Ukraine, and I'm sorry for those who do, who are listening to this, my heart goes out to you and what you're going through. But it's in their own backyard. They can't walk away from it. So please help the Ukrainians out in any way you can. Thank you. I will include the fundraiser's links in the podcast description. Um, and what else I, you know, I think with that, my support system that is helpful, you know, with my, with my brother who's five years older than me, that is helpful because we are similar in age. He's able to help me with things that, um, you know, it's kind of fun when he, whenever he comes home to visit because he lives in uh, NorCal. So it, it, it's just, it's fun because we can relate with a lot of things, him and I, and we, we were best friends because we never fought growing up, um, which is rare for siblings. So, you know, he and I, I would say one of the fun things we have that um, I like to kind of reference in the podcast that I would say is the only aspect of him that I think 
is kind of common with me with NLD is that whenever we watch a video that we've seen, that we've both seen many times, we can rehearse lines really well back and forth mm -hmm. to each other. And we try to do it in the character's voice. Um, and it's fun because, you know, we get to make each other laugh and smile and connect on a common ground there. Yeah. Um, so that that's, that's kind of fun with that because it's like, oh, you know, this is something that is kind of fun that we, we do with each other. Um, so do you think with NLD, is there anything that, um, you know, because we're, there's, we're, we do have strengths with the verbal aspects and the audio aspects and some other places that you feel like you're, um, you know, where you have strengths or gifts in those areas? Um, that real basic math. <clears throat> so, you know, up to like a fifth grade level, which again, not only gets me by, but helps me to excel in uh, a lot of everyday uh, situations. So this uh, rote memory, but, and I mean like really, really, really short-term memory. It's weird. I don't completely understand my reports, um, but I scored like really, really well with rote memory. Like if you give me nine numbers, like, well, it's not test me now, but if you give me seven numbers, I could probably recite that back to you and, and get it right most of the time. I'm going to test you. <laughs> okay, thanks. Because um, <laughs> I got that anxiety piece, remember. But um, you know, you ask me that, you know, five minutes from now, even when I'm not anxious, um, I probably, you know, won't, won't remember it. So it's like that super, super short term memory. And I think that's the way I've learned. Like, I will literally walk around the house sometimes be like, okay, keys, coffee mug, keys, coffee mug, keys, coffee mug. Because I know I've got like, a and that could be an ADHD issue too, but we won't go there. But um, um I'm digressing. So yeah, really short-term rote memory, uh, math, uh, basic math. Um, I've got other, I don't, I'm, I feel like I connect well with people. Um, so I don't relate to, I know a lot of folks um, maybe with NLD or on the spectrum struggle with um, social situations. And I, I'll use a double negative. I don't not struggle in social situ social situations at times, but my struggle is different. Like I, um, I don't quite know how to describe it. Like uh, new people, I think it's really more of just a straight anxiety thing. But in general, I feel like I I know how to connect with people. Um, I feel like I'm pretty intuitive. Like my intuition is really good. Um, yeah. So there's there's a few. Well, that's that's good for you that you feel like you can connect with people in social situations and that you feel like it's easier for you in some aspects there than it might be for some people who have NLD because I know for me it was at least in the beginning it was tricky to read some of the um, body language but I I did get better at that because of um, Michael Murphy's first book with NLD from the inside out because he was talking about how to interpret some of the body language in that hmm. book and that that helped because it was like oh now I know what that body 
language means. Um, and mm. I also, my parents also helped me with that because I was able, uh, one of the things that I uh, used to do with, uh, when I was watching TV, um, sometimes, um, well, actually I still do this. I would pause the, um, the whatever we were watching and ask them, okay, you know, am I reading that body language correctly? Because sometimes that would, that would help with understanding whatever we were watching. Um, mm -hmm. And if I was not reading correct correctly, then it'd be like, okay, <laughs> you know. Um, so they were able to help me out with with that piece, whether it was body language, facial expressions, uh, tone, wh whatever, with 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 the uh, nonverbal pieces. Um, and I, I, by doing that, I think I got better at it because I was able to figure out what the character or actor or actress was doing in that show and was able to kind of teach myself and be like, okay, so this is what they're doing with their um, tone or their, um, their face or body. Um, and th th that helped because then it made it easier for me to uh, enjoy TV. Um, and um, now when I pause it, it's probably just asking about um, what a word means or some political aspect of it. <laughs> um, but um, I would say my strengths probably are um, with the verbal pieces uh, because I found out when I took the tests that I was with the audio piece. I, if I remember correctly, I think my percentile was like the 99th percentile, which means I did better than, I did better on that um, than most people. Um, and, you know, um, or I scored 99% better on that um, than some people. And so, um, you know, th that that was surprising for me because um, just because of how high it was, I was like, wow. Um, and so if I look back at my life with the, you know, with the audio pieces, that makes sense because whenever I'm listening to um, music or um, TV shows, I can usually remember um, them pretty easily because um, probably because of the audio memory. Um, and uh, like, you know, when my, my mom will usually ask me if we, when we're watching TV, if we've seen uh, the TV episode that we're watching before because we have a smart TV. So sometimes we watch things on demand. Um, and um, if we have seen it before, then we'll go to something new. Um, so that, that kind of helps because I'm able to, um, you know, recall things a little bit better with that. 
Um, but I, I guess I can relate too with the short-term memory because I, I am good at memorizing things like you were saying with the numbers where I remember with the tests and there was a one part of it where they were having me memorize a series of numbers or groups of words right. and they would have me you know I think she the person who was testing me would say it to me and then um I think I probably said it back to her and um we would go on to a different test and she would ask me later on yeah she just said to me with whether it was numbers or words and for some reason I think I was able to recall maybe not perfectly but probably most of them huh. um and I think I was surprised with that because I never was, I don't think I was ever tested on that before. And, you know, um, that that's an interesting to, thing to do where, you know, like if you're trying to memorize something um, like, you know, a password or a combination for a computer or something, um, if you're good at memorization, it's easier to do it. Um, just, just real quick, I found yeah. one of my, I found the, the more recent report. So other categories I scheduled, uh, scheduled, uh, tested really well in writing samples. Apparently, whatever the writing sample was, um, I got a really high percentage of that. Written expression written language. <laughs> so writing, 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 reading, uh, I got a 79. That shocks me. I, I would have guessed I would have gotten about a 21. I don't feel like I uh, read well, but I scored fairly high. Um, I mean, I can read and by getting the whole story. If it's, again, if it's not a, uh, a nonfiction book or something I'm really interested in, I feel like I, so not all of this totally made sense, but nonetheless, apparently reading broad reading, um, math calculation skills, um, math facts, fluency, um, broad achievement, and academic fluency. Those I all scored pretty high in, but uh, again, you know, especially with regards to the academic fluency or the test taking fluency um, doesn't necessarily, to put it mildly, translate to uh, performance. On. It's been a long time since I've been out of school, but I'm not really there thinking along those lines. But, uh, you know, it's just a, a different story, uh, how to translate some of those things into um, the workplace. So that's just going to be where my focus is in the next couple of years with the two decades or so I have left of uh, being out there. Yeah. I, I was just thinking what you were saying about the results there. You know, I would be curious if I would to go back and try to retake all the tests that I did again. I don't know if I would do that just because of the um, money aspect of it, but, um, but if I were to do it, I would be curious just to see if if the results would be any different. Um, it probably would be because of all the time that I've spent on 
some of them and getting better at the math and the writing and, um, you know, making it easier on myself with those areas. Um, but, you know, some of those pieces, like you were saying, they don't, um, they don't matter as much because, you know, we're both at, we're out of school, we're in the work world. So the kind of math that we have to do is different and the, the writing aspect is more professional. So mm -hmm. it, what you have to use it for is different now. Right. Um, so, you know, the results, uh, the value of the results are, are different. And, um, you know, but, but I can, I can see why somebody would uh, take the, the, the tests again, because they, you know, might be curious uh, about it. And it can definitely help them when they're trying to figure out um, how, how to, uh, you know, how to be successful in the working world versus the academic world. Um, so what I was also wanting to ask you is, you know, for people out there who uh, have NLD, you know, what you might use as a motivation for yourself when you might get discouraged? That is a good question. Um, I mean, yeah, you know, I haven't talked a lot about my faith, but in my case, you know, my faith and, and Bible reading, scripture, for sure, is, is a huge uh, component um, to the things uh, I alluded to earlier that I want to be focusing on more. Um, I, I can I can tell you all the ways I suck, but it's a lot harder, you know, to remember that you know I'm a child of God, that I'm His workmanship. Um, you know, his masterpiece, that sort of thing. And, and, and it's not that sort of thing. Like that's a hugely relevant thing that transcends, you know, uh, an LD or NLD or um, yeah, just, so yeah. And then let's see, um, exercise um, really helps me um, just, you know, get getting out there and, um, you know, hiking and, um, yeah, certainly the support network, which we've which we've talked about. Um, so yeah, there's a few few things. Yeah, I can relate to what you were saying there too. Where, you know, the the faith is helpful too because it can keep you grounded mm -hmm. when other aspects of life might be um, a little chaotic. I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, or not so organized as you may want them to be. And um, I would say exercising is helpful for me too. Um, and also, you know, being able to have the support system because, you know, if you think you, uh, you know, if there's a challenge you're working on and you don't know if you're doing really well on it, but they know you're doing really well and they pointed out that out to you, then that is helpful because mm. having that constructive feedback, whether it's positive or negative, but especially if it's positive, then it's, you're able to be like, yay, you know, I'm doing, 
well better on this than I thought I was. Yeah. And, you know, if it's a little bit negative where you need to improve in some places, then it's helpful because then you can know where you need to improve. I've heard uh, it said that whatever you, um, whatever we focus our minds on tends to grow. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and right. that's really true. It's like what, what I focus on really grows. And, and for whatever reason, I've focused um, probably a little too much of late on sort of the negatives of um, aspects of, of NLD. Um, and that's okay. A lot of it's, you know, learning experience. I'm learning more about myself. But let's at least now focus as much on the the positives and, and, and what's good. And so another thing that helps me is, is yeah, just, you know, um, when I do it, um, eating right, you know, going to bed on time, sleep, sleep hygiene, um, just wanted to add those as well, but, you know, maybe someday I'll, I'll get those things down, um, consistently. Yeah, I would agree with you on the eating aspect and the sleeping because, I know for me, there was a time when it, in college, I um, didn't eat really well. I was overeating to absorb my emotions because I wasn't comfortable with um, expressing them in my life. And um, I, you know, I've been able to not do that anymore because I know it's good to get your emotions out there um and um also being able to uh just be able to do that and um it just helps you have a more healthy life and so um and then with the sleeping too because that goes hand, hand in hand with that um you know if you don't get enough sleep, it's it's harder to go out through your day. Um, right. um, so, um, one of the uh, last questions would be, um, you know, for somebody who doesn't know that they have an LD or a different learning disability, but wants to get tested, um, what you might tell them to, uh, you know, encourage the testing. Oh yeah, I would definitely encourage them to get tested. I know that it's not always um, financially feasible, or it can be scary. But there's different ways to to go about it. And one I think is to go through um, voc rehab. I think a lot a lot of the state agencies are backlogged right now, but I believe a lot of them, even if I mean. They want you to go in with a diagnosis on the one hand, but on the other hand, I believe um, they are supposed to um, um, help you um, get a full battery of um, tests too. Um, I thought, yeah, I could be could be wrong. It might it could be a state by state thing, but mm-hmm. I know somebody who's going through that process now, and it does look like she's going to be able to. Um, get uh, a full battery of tests done. They told her to um, um, check with her insurance first and it, essentially if insurance is not going to pay for it, come back and, and uh, we'll see what we can do kind of thing. So I, I, it could be a gray area, but that's my second point is uh, assertiveness. It, it's really, um, you know, 
important if you are looking at, well, any kind of accommodations or um, testing to figure out if you do have NLV and there's, you can be politely assertive or you can kind of be um, a jerk, you know? Um, and like in sales, they say, you can, you have to, somebody has to tell you no three times. So, uh, and, and there's ways that you can have somebody tell you no um, three times without um, kind of being, being a jerk about it. So that's how I would um, um, approach that. But yes, definitely um, get tested. And then as you do, and also shortly thereafter, as I alluded to earlier, try to spend as much time on, on what's good and, and the positives in, in your life, in the world, <laughs> in our country, as you do on sort of the, the difficulties or the, the negative aspects of um, NLV. And I'm a um, case in point that that's easier said than done. But um, nonetheless, that's what I would tell somebody. Yeah, I would agree with you. With, with that on getting the testing done because <clears throat> it makes your life easier once you have that done because then you know what learning disability you have, whether that's NLD or something else, and you're able to um, educate yourself and others about it mm -hmm. and it makes uh, your life easier and usually their life easier too. And I think there's an acceptance, a grieving process and an acceptance process too. Mm -hmm. And those things take time and that's okay. But I guess I feel like, yeah, the sooner you can get started, um, you know, the better, because mm -hmm. I think I'm going through both of those now at 48 acceptance and grieving. Yeah, I, w I would agree with you that also where, you, you know, it's, it's easier for you to uh, be able to like you, like you were saying, accept what you have and being able to, uh, I get, I guess you could say, be, become accustomed to having it and um, see, see what, um, see what you have to do to um, adjust to it. Mm -hmm. um, and um, you know, like you were saying, there's different ways you can go about with the testing. You can do it, uh, you know, like like I did with the um, with the academic um, ask pieces, or you can do with the uh, vocational pieces. You know, it depends on um, you know, I guess what age you do it out and also um what reason you're doing it for right. um and usually the last question i like to ask people are uh because i i want to you know end it on a positive note is um what their proudest accomplishment is in in life and it does not have to relate to nld hmm. um uh I'd say just the um, the way I've been able to maintain and nurture friendships through the years and how um, I guess I, I never give up, you know, just perseverance, man. And I think a lot of us have that, that perseverance. So, um, you know, for a while I thought, uh, and these are all great things like um, to, to kind of medicate um, 
you know, de depression and anxiety for a while. Um, I went into, you know, a recovery program uh, and that was amazing. So meeting, meeting friends in recovery and working the, the 12 steps first through Alcoholics Anonymous and then through a, a Christian uh, program called Celebrate Recovery. Still active in the, the Christian recovery piece today, that's hugely helpful. Uh, and then it was, you know, um, uh, finding that group of friends, you know, later in life at age 40 that I described. And now it's like, okay, there's the, there's the, the LD, the NLD piece. Um, that's kind of like something that each step along, along the way, um, there's like one little thing missing and I still felt like a little bit different. So I, I'm hoping like, this is it, like, this is the one that's going to kind of put everything, um, together, um, so I guess to answer the question, yeah, it's just never giving up um, perseverance um, and kind of being able to um, nurture friendships and, and, and uh, have uh, a group of not only support, but, but friends from different walks of life. Yeah, I can definitely relate to what you were saying there too, where um, with the with the nurturing friendships aspect, because, you know, it can be difficult for people with NLD to find good friends and to be able to um, have friendships because sometimes, unfortunately, there are people with NLD and other learning disabilities are bullied and, um, you know, when we do find good friendships and we're able to um, nurture them and keep them going and um, be able to persevere and not give up, that is really a good thing mm -hmm. to have. And that makes that, you know, makes the support system really easier for us. And um, also, you know, for for me, um, I guess one accomplishment that does kind of relate to NLD is that I did graduate from college because yeah. for, you know, for me, I, I marvel at that still because it was harder with NLD, of course, but I was the first woman and my family to go to college and to graduate from college. So that was a little different um, in my family. And um, uh, so that that was uh, different for me uh, than for some people. And um, I would say doing it with NLD made it feel uh, more difficult and um, like I, think I said in the podcast before it made it feel like a four-year marathon um so it uh yeah it, it you know it, it definitely um that is something I'm proud of um so that's we're basically at the end here unless there's something you want to ask me before we um end the recording well 
don't think so. I, I mean, the only question I would ask more probably for your listeners is, is resources. And we've talked a lot about them. There's the NVLD project. There's mm-hmm. a couple really good Facebook groups. If you just uh, put in the search bar under groups, NLD or NVLD, um, there, there's a couple of really good ones there. But would you have any other suggestions for just resources for folks to connect with who are diagnosed or newly diagnosed or um, wanting to connect more right, with that's, others? That's a good thing to point out. So I, I would agree with you to do uh, the thing with social media. If you have Facebook, you can uh, do what you said. And uh, on my website for the podcast, which is livingwithanld.com, I do have a resource page on Mm. there where I offer some resources uh, to people. And if you are on the um, newsletter uh, that I send for the podcast, I also um, give you some resources there whenever I send that out. So I try to um, provide some resources for people who have NLD or for people who know um, people out there with NLD. The last thing I'll leave you with is uh, along those lines, my counselor just gave me this. It's called Jan for those of you who are struggling, um, us who are struggling with um, jobs. Um, it's called the JAN, Job Accommodation Network, J-A-N.org. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty vast uh, website. There's a section for employers, for individuals. There's an ADA library. Um, and right now I'm kind of reading through disability disclosure. Um, so I'm starting a job on February 22nd in the investment um, industry. Again, and this time I'm determined to disclose, as, as I alluded to earlier, Um, sooner rather than later. So it kind of gives you tips and suggestions on uh, if, when, how, and if you're going to, how soon to disclose. Um, So once again, Jan, I guess it's just J-A-N, or Ask Jan, sorry, um, askjan.org. Okay. Thank you for uh, referencing that uh, job resource. I I think that's a it sounds like another good one out there. And I wanted to also uh, congratulate you on the um, Alcoholics Anonymous because I can imagine that probably wasn't an easy thing to go through. So it's been a long time. I usually talk about that sooner rather than later, but um, yeah, so it's been 20 years and um, um, that was a way to kind of medicate the anxiety. Um, but in lieu of that, eliminating it, you kind of have a program to work through, you have the steps and, uh, and that helps uh, a lot, especially when, when one works it. Um, but again, there was always still that little piece, like I'm still just a little bit different. Um, so now I found you guys, so here we are. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like you were saying, that one little piece that is different. And so, yeah, thank you for letting me interview you today. And thank you. You're welcome. And I appreciate the um, time with the interview and um, I look forward to uh, talking to you more. Um, And I look forward to um, seeing 
what other people uh, think about the podcast and thank you for um, listening with the podcast. And I hope that whenever Betty listens to this one, that they can learn something from it as well. Well, thanks again for having me and thanks for all you do. And hopefully we'll chat soon. Thank you. Okay. As I wrap up, there are some things I would like to share with you. I do have a website for this podcast. It is called livingwithanld.com. I also have a Facebook and Instagram page for this podcast. It is called Living with NLD. I will include the links for those in the description. In conclusion, I would like to hear from my audience. If you know individuals with NLD that I could interview for this podcast, please email me at livingwithnld at gmail.com. What are you interested in learning about NLD? I know I'm not an expert, but I do know I have the living experience of having it. I would like you to practice journaling about your gifts and differences. Also see if there is a way that you can make that difference become easier for you to do than it originally was. Thank you for listening today, and please go to my YouTube channel and subscribe to it. Thank you. Bye. And... Today, I am very excited to announce that BetterHelp is now sponsoring this podcast. I have had seven years of therapy, so I know it can help change your life if you not only let it, but work on the personal goals that you set with your therapist. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are the greatest asset. And special offering to listeners of Living with an Invisible Learning Challenge. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash I'll put in the link in the podcast description for you. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-E-P. Thanks again to BetterHelp for supporting, I mean, sponsoring this podcast.